When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. What a weekend. What a day. What an extraordinary show we were all blessed to watch, particularly in Buffalo yesterday where two heavyweights went at it. There can only be one winner. The debates have been a lot about the loser today. Let's do this. Here we go. Only one place to start. Kick by Bass is on the way, and it is no good. No good wide to the right. We have full confidence in Tyler. I mean, he's kicked well for us over the years. You know, we got to be there for him because we execute a couple plays prior. Probably singing a different tune right now. And so it goes. Another year. Another heartbreaking loss in western New York where the words wide right are going to live in infamy until the end of time. Greeny with you, delighted that you've chosen to get with us here on this Monday, a fascinating day, and my friends Ryan Clark and Rex Ryan, good enough to hang out after we wrap up Get Up this morning. Thank you, fellas. And and, and before we dive into divvying up credit and blame and all of that, can we just take a moment, R.C., to to catch our breath and say what a treat it was oh. to watch that game yesterday, the, the we, we built it up like a heavyweight title yeah. fight, and those guys, I thought they delivered in every way. Greeny, you know, sometimes the, the buildup or the juice isn't worth the squeeze. But in this case, it was. We knew we had the two most talented quarterbacks in football facing off for the third time in the playoffs. And we thought it would be an epic battle. We thought that both guys would show up, and they did. And it gave us exactly what we wanted was a thrilling finish. We wanted this game to come down to who could make a play out of Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And right now, Patrick Mahomes is the reigning champ. Patrick Mahomes is building a resume like we've never seen before at the position. And unfortunately, it's at the, it's at the, the peril of the other great quarterbacks in the AFC and Josh Allen, especially this being his third time losing to him. Yeah, and that's the thing that's so disappointing to me. I've wanted Josh Allen to win this game in the worst way to put him in that conversation yeah. with the Patrick Mahomes because I think he's deserving of it. I, like, like you said, R.C., these are the two most talented guys maybe we've ever seen. Yeah, at the position You know what I mean? Sure. Oh, and by the way, Lamar Jackson's pretty yeah. good too. Yeah. Like it, but it's crazy. In an era, this might be the greatest quarterback era we've, we've ever had in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And we've had a lot of great ones, but man – in, in today's game, it's they're absolutely spectacular, and you're right; they did not disappoint. Greeny, I don't mean yeah. to. I know you're going to go, but like, go, you'd go. Just, just no, but just on Rex's point about quarterbacks, yeah. Think about the change we've seen in quarterbacks, right? The the last era was about the the Brady's and the, the Peyton Mannings and the the, the Drew Breeses, the Philip Rivers, guys who could stand in the pocket and dissect you. Now we're getting to the point when you look at Josh Allen, Patrick. Lamar, and you start to go down the list, it's like these dudes are more than just smart guys with great arms. These guys are game changers. We talked about it last week. 
it actually started with, I think, with Jim Harbaugh and Colin Kaepernick, to be totally honest yeah. with you. I think that's where the quote-unquote dual threat thing began. And I vividly remember Mike and I doing show after show after show. Is this sustainable? Can you get your quarterback hit the way San Francisco is? Can you get your quarterback hit the way Washington is yeah. when RG3 came in and set Cam. the world on fire? Yeah. And, well, Cam came later, and, yeah. and Cam was, you know, Cam was probably well, maybe not no, that Cam much was later, actually. Yeah. Um, Cam was different, though, because Cam was like, he was so big. Yeah. He was like Josh Allen. Yeah. Like, you never worried about him getting hurt. And then, of course, his career ended prematurely because he got hit so much and they <laughs> never threw a flag. But that's, anyway, the point of the matter is, yes, this, this is like the next generation of great yeah. quarterbacks 2.0. It's like if you're ever watching, there used to be a channel called Classic Sports. I don't mm-hmm. think it exists anymore. But if you ever watch like what the NBA looked like in the seventies, <laughs> guys dribbling on top, shot. guys like, dribbling on top the football. When I grew up, and guys looked like like they hadn't worked, never lifted a weight in their lives. Their arms looked like mine, and they were great. They were the best players of their yeah. day. But the world has changed, yep. and these guys, Patrick Mahomes, is unlike anybody I've ever Agreed. seen. And so maybe this is where it begins, <clears throat> because no one loves basketball analogies more than RC does. We may someday look back on Allen in particular, but maybe Lamar Jackson as well, and maybe Joe Burrow as well, and say they're like Carl Malone and Charles Barkley and Patrick Ewing, Hall of Famers, all-time greats, who had the misfortune of being born right around the same time as Michael Jordan, who went and hogged up all the championships. Yeah, Greeny, I've, I've compared Patrick Mahomes to Michael Jordan on multiple occasions because of that reason. You're looking at a guy that's going to his sixth consecutive AFC championship. And it's not like the Lamar Jacksons and the Joe Burrows and the Josh Allen haven't, they haven't had great seasons because they do. And they have, it's about him showing up in these moments bigger than anyone else. And Mm. being on a team that understood that and complimented him in that way. When we think about this season This was supposed to be the season we wouldn't see Patrick Mahomes here. This was the season we were wondering if they were even good enough. And then after we realized, okay, maybe they're good enough, then we we knew he had to go on the road for the first time. And this guy doesn't blink. He has the ultimate belief in self because of what he's accomplished, but his team has the ultimate belief in him because of what they've experienced with him. And we see once again – him finding a way to get his team in totality to make enough plays to get a huge win. Yeah, I mean, look, we saw all the inconsistencies with Kansas City all year. Yep. Like, this offense has been, like, not even close to what we are accustomed to with this Chiefs team. So, and and you know what? He saved his best for the biggest yeah. moment like he always does. It's not just him. Just crazy. But the guys around him did it. Yeah. Like yeah. Marquez Valdez-Scantling yeah. suddenly catch catching everything. Balls. Jason yeah. Kelsey, who, uh, excuse me, Travis Kelsey. Uh, Jason also was good yesterday, but yes, Travis Kelsey in particular <laughs> with two touchdowns looking a little Pacheco. bit reborn. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco running the ball like crazy. But but I'm trying to think of other receivers. Rasheed Rice has emerged a little. Yep. He got banged up yesterday. I mean, their problem all year was they kept dropping everything. And yesterday, as Dan <clears> pointed out, <throat> they didn't have the drops. They didn't have offensive penalties they they played their best game I don't, when they needed I don't remember who it was early on in the season but somebody said there's like they said you think that these professional football players that have one job to do can find a way to fix this thing fix this negative and it seems that they have and I think part of it is who your quarterback is part of it is 
at some point you sit at your locker and they put, and Rex knows this, a lot of times they'll put you close to your position group and guys that you play with. Those guys have to sit at their locker and look at Patrick Mahomes and think about all that he's doing and say, we're letting this dude down. We are not helping this guy. And now we look at the Stephon Diggs, is the, the, the Sheffields, and say, maybe you let your guy down, too, who did everything he could. So that brings us to the, the debate we had this morning. And here, here's, I'll just give you sort of a, my general feeling on it. You weren't with us last week, RC, as you had 8 million assignments and things like that. But here's the way I look at it. The, court, the, 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 the NFL eras, NFL generations are defined by great quarterback rivalries. Yeah. Mahomes is the guy. This is his era of football. Of that, there is no debate. I'm trying to figure out who's going to be the guy that we sometimes say was his great rival. To this point, there were three, I think, legitimate candidates. One is Lamar Jackson, who's about to be a two-time MVP. One is Joe Burrow, who has beaten him in his own building and made yeah. it to a Super Bowl. And the third is Allen, who's never done anything. That's the point. I think Allen is the best of the three. If you told me I could right. have any of those three guys, right. I would take Allen. But I can't prove it. I, I have nothing to support <laughs> yeah. it. Because, and, and, the, and, and so that's why I wanted him to win yesterday, because I feel like he's so good. And, and I can point to ten reasons they lost yesterday, and none of them are Josh Allen. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I, I can't debate or I can't dispute what you said. He's yeah. best known for the big games he's lost. Yeah, I think, I think when, we look at, when we look at Josh Allen, he doesn't have any, things, any of the things that you need from an actual outcome standpoint that says he's supposed to be that rival other than the fact that he's played Patrick Mahomes the most. Yeah. Right? Because when we look at... Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's actually beaten him, and not only beaten him, he beat him in Arrowhead. Joe, right. Burrow, Joe Burrow has taken his team to a Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson is now going to have two MVPs, right? So he's going to be on par with Patrick Mahomes in some way. Josh Allen, other than the fact that the eye test tells us, oh. hey, man, he's almost, if not as talented as Patrick Mahomes, that's all we got. Right, it's it's almost like we're basing the other ones on being in that same category in that conversation on fact, and we're basing Josh Allen being in that conversation on feeling. Well, I and it's funny because he doesn't have the hardware. Yeah, you know what I mean. He doesn't have the hardware. He doesn't have the MVPs. He doesn't have the Super Bowls and and all that, and and even championships. He doesn't have that yet. Yep. But that eye test that you're talking about, RC. Let's see. Let's talk about how good it is because I think people think, well, Josh Allen doesn't show up in the playoffs in the big moments. Oh yes, he does. Mm-hmm. He's got the second best TD to interception rate in the history of the National Football League. All right, twenty-one touchdowns, four interceptions. But you know what? He's behind Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, like it's crazy. He's also averaged fifty-six yards rushing in every one of those contests. It's the craziest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Like this dude, we the reason we're debating because the man, we see it, we know how good he is. Except you know what? He can't play defense, RC. Yeah, they've given up, so they lost four times. Right, once to Cincinnati, three times to Kansas City. Buffalo has. They've given up an average of thirty-four points a yeah. game in those. So the thing is, it's like these other quarterbacks. Unfortunately for Josh, they're great. Also, Joe, Joe Burrow's great. Patrick Mahomes is great. Yeah. You may be just as great, but you're something something along the line. 
you know, keeps them from getting that hardware. And to me, that's where, that's why Greeny, like you and me both agree, I wanted it so bad for Josh. Yeah. I really did because I think he deserves to be in you know, that conversation. You know what the, the unfortunate thing is for Josh? And, and maybe I'm remembering this wrong, so I ask you guys. I know you guys watch it as well. Peyton lost because Peyton didn't play well, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. Peyton had the tie law game in New England. Like Peyton had all these different lost things. Forty-one nothing. Yeah, to the yeah. Jets. Peyton Manning had all these different things happen where he wasn't the Peyton Manning we were used to. So we talked about the pressure of the playoffs being too much for him because for five times you were the best player in the world. Right. And that yeah. wasn't equaling Super Bowl championships. Josh is in a little different conversation because Josh has probably been, at least when we go back to the divisional playoff round that year, he was the best Josh we'd ever seen. And that was in the biggest moment at Arrowhead. And I think that's sometimes why you, you feel like you have to come to his defense. But it is the greatest team sport. And Tom Brady had Bill Belichick. And Tom Brady had Adam Vinatieri and Richard Seymour and Lawyer Malloy. And Ryan. Yep. He had all those players. But there is something about that guy that at some point you have to do it at that position. And Josh Allen, in that moment, because you feel like he had it with Gabe Davis against Kansas City, in that moment is going to have to make it unequivocally clear, leave no stone unturned, no time left, that I won the game. I went out and did it. And I believe it will happen. But until it happens, I believe we'll have these point-counterpoint conversations. Very quickly, before I let you go, Rex, I know how excited you are for the Lions as well. This is like Rex's dream postseason. You got your Ravens in there, and you got the Lions in there. And and what they've done there and what that coach in particular has done there, I don't think you can say enough good things about it. Yeah, absolutely. And and the reason if if, – our listeners don't know is that my son is an assistant coach there, assistant uh, receiver coach there. So yeah, incredibly proud about uh, uh, about their accomplishments, and especially for Dan Campbell. They took a team that was rock bottom, mm-hmm. absolutely rock bottom. They were they started off zero and ten in this man's coaching career, and everybody points to that bite kneecaps thing. He, the reason he brought it up is he's so real, Dan Campbell. Yeah. I, had, I had a chance last week. I, I spend a, a day with him, interviewing him and things like that. I'm going to tell you about this guy because people think, oh, man, he's just a big old meathead and all that type of thing. Yeah, he is a meathead, but I'm going to tell you, this dude's one of the smartest guys yep. I've ever talked football with. He's the hardest worker. There's nobody outworks this guy. First one in, last one out every single day, all right? And he, he, he was with all, all phases of the game, special teams, defense, offense. He's involved in every bit of it. This, in my opinion, RC, is the best coach team in the National Football yep. League. And both that's going to give both sides of the ball. Aaron Glenn, amazing. Nobody gives them, you know, yep. oh, they're not very good on you. Yeah, but you know what? He gets the exact, I mean, the, the most, most mm-hmm. out of his guys. And, and that Ben Johnson, that offensive corner, yeah. they're going to give San Fran fits. Yeah. This offense, I, I think, is like the best in the National Football League. And so, I, I mean, look, there are seven-point underdogs. You know what? You know who doesn't care? Detroit, Detroit doesn't care. They don't care. Yeah. I want to say something about Dan Campbell as well. I played with him. One of the toughest people, like actual toughest humans I've ever been around. But he was the perfect coach for Detroit. You needed a coach that was willing to grind. You needed a coach that was willing to work himself to the bone. That's who Dan Campbell is. You needed a coach who would not only 
believe in himself, but instill that same belief in his team. And remember when we watched the first year and they kept coming up just short. Yep. And even to the end of the season, we was like, man, but they fight. Mm-hmm. And then you start the next season one and six, and <clears> you find a way to win enough games in the end where you say, oh, going into next year, this team's the favorite in the NFC North. You could tell how well a team is coached by their constant improvement. And that's what we've seen from them. And they've shown up in these playoffs against two very hot teams and outplayed them because they've outcoached them. And I think you have to give Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes all the credit in the world. They yeah, won. And the owner, by the way. Yes. Like they, Sheila Hemp, uh, like she could have easily said, we're done. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're done with this. It's not, not working. We're, we're going to move on. No, she stayed Stuck with, with him. Stayed the course. The three years before he got there, they won a combined total of 14 games. They've won 14 games this year yeah. and have a chance to go to the Super Bowl with one more. Guys, thank you. Outstanding day. Great to have the group back on a Monday. My takes are coming up next. Stay with us. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like For the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, Cam. Bubba and Hembo, the assembled members of the Hashtag crew, are ready to go. Now, this is Buffalo Soldier by Bob Marley. I assume you chose this song exclusively because it has the word Buffalo in it. Is that because nothing could be less the vibe of what we're doing this morning, Cam, than this song is. But it does feature the word Buffalo. I, 
Can I assume that's the only reason you chose it? That's correct. It also has a little bit of like a, you know, melancholy vibe after it, a Buffalo loss. So I thought it was pretty fitting. It does. It has. It does have a melancholy vibe. There is a movie about Bob Marley that is either out or coming out that I've seen the uh, previews for that does look very good. It has absolutely nothing to do with what we're doing here today. I will say this. At some point this morning, if we have a moment, I do tend to view things exclusively through the prism of fans. I can't imagine more heartbreak than the fans of Buffalo have had in the last couple of years. Uh, take last year. Last year was a strange... Well, actually, is Christine in today? I didn't get to hear SportsCenter because we were busy yes. this morning. Okay, so we'll, we'll get her in off the top of the next hour, and we'll let her just sort of express the emotions of those from Western New York this morning because that's, that is so brutal. I, I, that, that loss yesterday was so... Brutal. I don't even know what to say. The game was so good. So good. This has not been a great postseason. The games last weekend were not great. They were compelling stories, but they were not great games. Saturday night was a good game, not a great game. The early game yesterday, Detroit and Tampa. Tampa made it interesting at the end. Good game, not a great game. That late game yesterday was magnificent all of the drama all of the storylines the jason kelsey of it all the taylor swift of it all the josh allen's history of it all everything else i thought yesterday what's the expression you like to use put it in the louvre right did mm-hmm. you did you sometimes say i do that? like saying that I, I, that's what i would say about yesterday's game it to me it lived up to the height. it was the defining game of this postseason and probably will be no matter what happens from this day forward much like the game that this team these teams played two years ago was the defining game of that postseason, even though the Chiefs went on to lose the very next week to Cincinnati, who went up losing to the Rams in the Super Bowl. That was the most memorable thing that happened in that playoff run because we got a heavyweight fight that lived up to its billing and had every single storyline, and we checked every single one of those boxes in one of the most compelling football games I've ever seen with these two eyes. Greeny live above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. What do you mean, with these two eyes? I just wanted to end the sentence artfully. I understand that, but I mean, as opposed to what? It didn't really land. No, it didn't. He says that expression a lot. I know. I, I, are you using that because it's from the movie Rudy? Is, is that? Is, is no. Uh, I'm not saying it because of Have that. Have you seen the movie Rudy? I've not, but I'm familiar with the plot. Oh, oh my gosh. Come on. <laughs> You would like Rudy. Rudy is a good movie, and there's this one moment where Ned Beatty, affecting an Irish accent, says, this is the most beautiful sight these two eyes have ever seen. Uh, based on a true, correct? It, it's based on... Get him out! Let's do some takes. Don't do this to me today. Like, don't, don't, don't get me sidetracked into the idiocy that is your syntax <laughs> on a day where I have all Where's of these Brandon? to talk about. Yes, Wheel him out! You have a mafia to defend today. Yeah, absolutely right. All right, let me give you my takes from the entire weekend. Greenies takes. I got my top five takes from four games this weekend. We'll take them in the order in which they have played. Number five. I thought the Ravens looked rusty. I thought their defense was spectacular against C.J. Stroud. Stroud is going to have a lot of great days in the playoffs. That obviously wasn't one of them. The Ravens' defense looked Super Bowl ready. I did not think their offense did. I think they will have to play better offense to beat the Chiefs Next weekend. Now, I understand that Lamar turned it into four touchdowns in the second half, and I get it. I understand all of that. I'm not saying he was bad or they were bad. I did not think they were sharp. That's a team that scored 56 points in a big game three weeks ago. It's a cautionary tale to some degree about sitting your guys the way they do. They didn't play anybody the second to last, or excuse me, the last game of the season. Then they had a bye. 
So it basically, their momentum just got stopped dead. That is a great offense that did not look great on Saturday. Yeah, that's right. Uh, there are two ways to look at this. On one hand, you might say they're lucky that they drew the Texans, which, relatively speaking, is a relatively weak playoff team. The other is that the Ravens are so good that they played one good half of football and utterly destroyed them. I happen to think the latter is the case and that they're going into next week against Kansas City like fully armed and ready to go. Now, I haven't seen the lines yet. Do you want to do a little guess the lines? Can play here? it right now? I haven't seen it. Well, I'm just going to guess the Ravens. I mean, I got everyone in here this morning telling me they think the Ravens are going to beat Kansas City handily. I don't. Um, but I can tell you that in our conversations off the air, that's pretty much what everyone was leaning towards. Are they a five-point favorite? They're a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Okay. That's a lot more in line with what you think. Yes, I think that's about right. Yeah. Like the world is going to bet on Patrick Mahomes. I agree. Or let me put, they're not going to bet against Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes. And I get it. Anyway, take number one. I did not think the Ravens looked ready offensively. And it, I think if they had played that exact game against either Buffalo or Kansas City, they would have lost. Number four. Uh, to the night game, Jordan Love's going to be a superstar. An absolute superstar. And... I, I, I understand he threw the Favre-esque interception at the end. That was the exact interception that Favre would have thrown in that situation, and I know that because we all saw him throw it in that situation. But that kid is so good. That is an elite San Francisco defense. He looked comfortable. The moment did not look too big for him. He distinguished himself in these playoffs. I think Jordan Love is going to be an NFL star for a Decade plus. He is what they look like. And I, I would say from right now, the Packers are my leader in the clubhouse to be everyone's like sexy Super Bowl pick at the beginning of next season. Next season. They're going to be that team. I think that's right. 100%. I, I think the you know, second half of this season, they were as good as anybody. They almost beat San Francisco on the road. They had a real chance to do it. They were up most of the night. They shellacked the Cowboys. I agree. I think Green Bay is the team to beat in the NFC going forward into next season. Number three. Right, let's take a moment here on Dan Campbell. All right. I want to dive into what he's really done because he's done the impossible. So what happens every time a coach gets hired? This can be in men's sports and women's sports. It can be in pro sports. It can be in college sports. It can be in basketball, football, baseball, soccer, hockey, tennis. Well, not tennis, but any team sport. The first thing they say is we have to build a culture. We have to create a culture of winning. Every coach wants to do that. I'm not suggesting those coaches are lying to you. That's what those coaches are telling you they want to do. What Dan Campbell has actually done is accomplish that in a place where it appeared it would never happen. He had the absolute opposite. He took over a place that has the most famous culture of losing in the sport. They hadn't won a playoff game in 30 years. The three seasons before he arrived... They won a combined total of 14 games. That's an average of four and a half wins per year. And he walks in there and he did that. He didn't start winning immediately. You don't have to change the culture to start winning immediately. You have to change the culture. You have to create a culture to start winning consistently. And that's what he's done. Listen to the way those guys talk about each other. If you were watching in the postgame when... The other, who was the... Uh, Kaylee Hartung was interviewing... So Melissa interviewed, um, I think, Goff and, and someone else from the offense. And then and then they threw it to Kaylee Hartung, and she's interviewing uh, Hutchinson. Mm. And then the kid who made the interception uh, came running over, the linebacker. 
And both of them, what struck me was the way they were talking. Oh, Frank Ragnow, the center, was that. The point is, the way they talked about each other, their teammates, their coaches, that's a team in the in the in the very best and most important sense of the world word and that's what Campbell has created so whatever it is we say about him whatever credit he's getting it's not enough because he has done something that I think most people would have thought was impossible it almost feels a little bit like a college team like the way that they talk amongst themselves the way that they talk about each other the way that they feed off of his leadership and his energy and the fact that they embrace their castoffness I mean, the face of the franchise, I mean, obviously, aside from Dan Campbell, is the quarterback that the Rams could not give away fast enough. They have, they have built a culture there, like you said, and also done an extraordinary dra- a job of drafting and developing their players. they got Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs, and, and Jack Campbell playing impactful roles as rookies in the playoffs. That's pretty rare for a team that's made it to the Final Four. And I can tell you, Jack Campbell was a pick that was questioned, 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 off the ball linebacker, first round, can't do it. Running back high in the first round can't do it. Well, they look like geniuses now. They, they don't. They haven't read the book. Like there's a book on how you're supposed to do things in the NFL right now. Dan Campbell hasn't read the book. But the reality is, Dan Campbell is a great example of not judging a book by its cover, mm. because you just look at him and you assume he is a certain way, and then he walks in, he starts talking about biting kneecaps, and you further assume he is a certain way, but he's not. He's he a hundred percent analytics. He a hundred percent family oriented. As far as the team family, he's not going to win coach of the year this year, nor should he. But he is the coach of the moment in the National Football. You League. giving them a puncher's chance next weekend? <clears throat> yes, absolutely. Have you I'm seen that number? Chance. I'm guessing San Francisco is a touchdown favorite. It's six and a half. It feels right to you? Yeah, because Detroit has been much better at home than on the road. And San Francisco, by and large, has been the best team in the NFC this year, all year by far. But I think San Francisco was exposed. Like, mm. there's a great moment in, um, you ever seen Rocky IV? You've never seen Ask Rocky Ask someone four? else. He okay. hasn't seen Rudy. You think he's uh, seen Rocky IV? I don't know. I mean, the Rocky movies are, you know that moment, Bubba, in Rocky IV, where Rocky starts fighting back and... Drago is he cuts Drago and he goes he bleeds right you see that he bleeds that's what I think the Ravens did to the 49ers we saw them bleed and since then they haven't been nearly as good Brock Purdy was ripe for the pick he was dying to give that game on away. Saturday night and Green Bay's defense just isn't good enough to do it now the Lions defense isn't that good either but I think they're a little better than Green Bay's they make a few plays. They're very well coached. Yes, I definitely give them a puncher's chance. Next. Number two. Number two on my list of takes. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the best I've ever seen. Be- best I've ever seen. Um, I-, I believe when it is all said and done, Tom Brady will no longer be the greatest quarterback in NFL history. I believe Patrick Mahomes will be. Patrick Mahomes, his team is now the first team in history to win at least two postseason games in five consecutive Postseasons. He's made at least the championship level round in every season that he has been the starter. He has won two MVPs, two Super Bowls, and is two wins away from another, and he's 28 years old. Patrick Mahomes is on his way to being the greatest player of all time, and he is already the best I've ever seen. He's unbelievable. It's almost like the Chiefs are playing a trick on us, playing a trick on him saying this year, oh, well, let's see if you can do it. 
without any receivers yeah. and with the most uh, undisciplined tackles in the NFL. Uh, go ahead. And, of course, they're back in the conference championship game. I think it's actually a pretty tough matchup for them next week. But if there's any quarterback that I'm going to give a, a chance to beat the number one defense in the league on the road, it's obviously Patrick Mahomes. I mean, if they lose the game, it is most certainly not going to be because of him. Yeah, he was magnificent. The coaching in that game was magnificent. You know, Matt Nagy, who is a, a guy that a lot of people, you know, in Chicago and thus a lot of people I know well don't like. Some people were not meant to be head coaches. But, boy, did they have a plan yesterday. Their offensive plan was extraordinary yesterday. Their defense did just enough. And that's a, that's a big day. If, if Nicole Hardman doesn't fumble that ball through the end zone, which I continue to think is the worst rule in sports, then they win that game going away, and we're having an entirely different conversation. Number one. Instead of the one we are having, look, lose the music, and we're going to spend a lot of the morning talking about this. Josh Allen is not to blame for that loss. I understand that he is a player who is defined now by great losses, and that's something nobody wants. Nobody wants to be known for having been brilliant in defeat as many times as he has been. But I will just say this and let you guys have added if you want to. If you would, I, I ask you right now, write down the top 10 reasons the Bills lost yesterday. None of them are going to be Josh Allen. Not one of them are going to be him. He, he, and if, he ha, if they had won, and I said write down the top 10 reasons they won, all 10 of them <laughs> would have had his name in them. So I will not sit here and let this day be about Josh Allen didn't get it done. His team didn't win, and thus neither did he. But to me, this is not about him falling short. You're 100% right about that, but the problem here is that History does not do context well. Like the record books aren't going to make note of the fact that, oh, by the way, in these three losses to Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen did play out of his mind. History's not going to make note of the fact that he owns the second best touchdown to interception ratio in the history of the playoffs. It's not going to make known of any of those things. What it's going to remember is that he lost three times to Mahomes, last year to Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, and in this sort of cluttered AFC quarterback field with potentially four Hall of Famers. Right now, if you're just looking at the world of accomplishments, just how much did you and your teams accomplish, he's pretty clearly and obviously sitting in fourth place. And I think of that, it is no question. I really do. Uh, that, that's fine. But, but So let's be better than that. Let's put context to it. Because it isn't time to write the history of Josh Allen's career yet. It's much too early for that. So let's be better than that. Charles Barkley didn't win the NBA Finals when he met Michael Jordan there in 1993. And so history will show he was the loser. Charles Barkley averaged 27 points and 13 rebounds in that series. (laughs) So let's not act like Charles Barkley didn't get it done. His team lost. Sometimes you tip your cap and say the other guy was better. But it's sort of like shooting your career best round on a golf course and you go out there and you shoot 66 and someone shoots 65. It's not because of what you didn't do. And history is filled with golf days like that and team sports don't usually work that way. And we sometimes do dumb it down to, well, the quarterback won or the quarterback lost. I understand that. So the quarterback gets disproportionate credit when they win and disproportionate blame when they lose. But to talk about Josh Allen not getting it done today, at least in my opinion, is not right. I have a lot more to say about that and I'll do it next on ESPN Radio. Teddy, you're hurting. You see? You see, he's not a machine. He's a man. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. We wait. There's a snap. There's a kick. It is up. It is no good. No one missed. Four seconds left. The Giants have won Super Bowl 25. Oh, they are the words that no one in the area of Buffalo, New York, will ever utter again. Wide right. It happened to him a generation ago. It happened to him again yesterday. And there's something so deflating about the game ending that way. I would feel so differently about this whole thing if the if that field goal is good and Mahomes gets the ball and he drives Kansas City down and they win it at the end, then everything feels different. Then it feels like Mahomes outdueled Allen and we got to see something to its conclusion. And instead, you get this miss, which I get it, it happens, and it's part of the game and everything else, but it just feels so unfulfilling. This was a game that either Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen should have won instead of someone else entirely losing it, which is what happened. And I'm just sort of glanced at what's going on on Twitter, and I see there are a lot of people who are accusing me and others of caping for Josh Allen, defending. I don't know what else to tell you. I, 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 I'm not making I'm, I'm trying to be as intellectually honest with you as I possibly can I watched a football game yesterday in which the best player on the Buffalo Bills was wearing the number 17 they were outplayed by one play I guess over the course of the day they missed a field goal he threw three unbelievable deep balls if any one of the three of them are caught the entire game is different Dan Orlovsky was, was said he had one bad decision that he makes on the last third and nine. Okay. 
I just can't sit here and say Josh Allen didn't get it done yesterday. I understand he didn't win. I understand his team lost. I cannot sit here and say Josh Allen lost a football game yesterday because beyond the fact that it is literally true, it is not figuratively true in any sense of the word. And as a result, I think Josh Allen is quickly becoming a sports tragedy, um, a a victim of circumstance beyond practically anything that we've seen in sports because we like, we like comparing everyone or, and everything to something that has happened before across sports. I don't think there is anyone as great as Josh Allen, at least for his career to date, that hasn't experienced any high-level winning. Like He's not Chris Paul. He's better than Chris Paul. He's not James Harden. He's better than James Harden. He's better than Phillip Rivers. He's better than anyone who's never even come close to approaching the top of the mountain. That's the thing with Josh Allen. The one conference championship game he played in, they weren't actually close to winning. That was a game in which you know, Kansas City scored 38 points and won by two touchdowns. Like these divisional losses, now three consecutive seasons, I mean, they're losing in the Elite Eight. And Josh Allen, in my opinion, like yours, is inarguably one of the two or three most talented quarterbacks on the planet, maybe ever. And so I don't know that there's a direct comparison for Josh Allen because he's so good and because his teams have fallen so short. What, what, Bubba, what's the right way? Because I just was during that break, I was glancing at it. And obviously they're arguing it over there on, on first take as well. And so there's a ton of social media response and there were a ton of people on both sides. Which side are you on in this conversation, Bubba? Um, I guess I, I guess somewhere in the middle where obviously, yeah, I think Allen is great. I, I would push back when you said, you know, if you list like 10 reasons and Allen would not be on any of them. I mean, I think, look, they have the ball within on their, you know, on the other team's side of the field and they didn't score a touchdown. They left it in the kicker's hands so that you can say that whether that's Allen's fault or not, I would say Allen should have scored a touchdown there, you know, make Mahomes come back and score a touchdown, you know, to me, I agree with what we're saying with Barkley and Malone and all those things. Those are those people are all great players, absolutely. And Allen is an unbelievable player. But there are every time we bring up those people, there are levels to it. And we we always say, look, Malone and Barkley, those are great players. But there's levels to what they did and accomplished. And at some point, you just you have to get past. I don't. I guess. It, you just have to get past it, and I guess for right now, I'm just not going to overlook and just be like, oh, well, I guess he just can never get past Mahomes, so he's still one of the best, but I guess it's fine. Like, to me, there's a, he's a tier below if he's never going to win. How about you, Cam? Yeah, I, I do lean more towards what Bubba's saying because as fantastic as Allen was, and he was probably, like, for parts of the game, he was better than Mahomes. I think Mahomes was, you know, had suddenly his receivers learned to catch, and suddenly Allen's receivers what what the heck happened to Stefan Diggs in this game and, mm. and over the back half of the season we have to unpack. But at some point, and he had a lot of drop passes, but at some point at the end, you do have to be perfect almost to beat Patrick Mahomes. And he had a couple missed plays at the end that took it the other way. Like like you said, I think if the, if they score a touchdown and Mahomes goes down and, and wins, or even if they tie and Mahomes go, goes down and wins, it's different. But you got to be perfect. You got to deliver the knockout punch like he did two years ago. It didn't end up mattering, but you at least have to give them the chance to stop Patrick Mahomes, and they didn't have to. They put it in the kicker's hands. He blew it. That's his fault, but they didn't deliver that quote-unquote knockout punch. Rudy, if you were to engrave Josh Allen's football tombstone today, which of course we don't need to do because he's going to play another 10 or 12 years, the worst thing, like literally the worst thing you can say about him is he's not Patrick Mahomes. 
Yeah, that's it. That's all that you can say. Aside from that, Josh Allen is basically beyond reproach. In a game yesterday, Cam, in a game yesterday, Bubba, against a far superior defense, by the way, than what Josh Allen had, the Bills gained 27 first downs. No one had done that against Kansas City. He was the only quarterback this year that had not taken a sack against that defense. He had three 75-yard touchdown drives, which is something that no other team did either, and scored on four out of eight possessions. And on a fifth, their guy missed the kick. So, yes, Cam, you're right. Like, he's not perfect. He's not Patrick Mahomes. But one of those guys is immortal. The other is an immortal. And if that's the worst thing that we can say about Josh Allen, Greeny, I think you're right. He is nowhere close to being at the top of the list as far as why this team lost that game. Well, I'm just jotting things down as fast as I can. So how many of the dropped passes, the two Sherfield ones and the one by Stefan Diggs, are we putting on the list of bigger reasons than Josh Allen's they lost? Two of the three? Yeah, I mean, definitely the Diggs one. The first Sherfield catch would have been a really tough catch. So the dig, I, I'm going to put two reasons. One drop, two drops. All the defensive injuries is three. Patrick Mahomes is four. Andy Reid is five. Their run defense is six. The kicker missed a kick. That's seven. <laughs> and I'm just, start, I'm just writing things down that you would get to before Josh Allen didn't check the ball down to the tight end on third and nine, which might not have gotten them a first down anyway with whatever that was, a minute 59 yeah. remaining. On get up, you, you, you noted that he got his foot stepped on in the most pivotal throw of the game. That was the second down yeah, right. play. Yeah, right. so, so the play where Deion Dawkins, it was a very good left tackle, is blocking Chris Jones. So this is the second down, second and nine, right out of the two-minute warning when Mahomes appears, no, doesn't appear. He has the receiver, Shakur, right open in the back of the end zone. When Dan did a touchscreen with us this morning, I was thinking to myself, like, the, Chris Jones didn't really make contact with him. He sort of shoves the, the offensive lineman back into him. I'm thinking, why did it affect Allen's throw so much? And then because we were showing it blown up on the wall behind me, I saw clearly for the first time, he's standing on his foot. The offensive lineman, Deion Dawkins, is standing on Allen's left foot, so Allen isn't able to move, and that's why the ball winds up, I don't know, six or seven yards short for a guy who's never thrown a ball short in his entire life. I mean, what a, it's a tragedy. This is a guy who threw a game-winning touchdown with 13 seconds left in a monster road playoff game against Mahomes and lost. He threw a game-winning touchdown and lost. He is becoming one of sports' most tragic figures. I truly believe that, and I also believe that there's a chance that their best chance of winning a Super Bowl was the last three or four years. Yeah. I'm not sure that the team, that the roster, can keep getting that much better because the Chiefs have maintained this super high level while rebuilding. The, Ch- the, the Bills have sort of shot their shot. His... His cap figure is about to double and a half next year. They're the, one of the five oldest teams in all of football. Right. We might look at this three or four year run as being one of the great what ifs in the history of football. Maybe. Uh, but here's what I will say: you're going to get another window with him. Sure. Right. So, so if you look back at the at when Brady won his first championship and when he won his last championship, he's the only player who was on those teams. Mm-hmm. So there will be a whole other iteration of the Buffalo Bills that will make more runs. But to your point, it might not be for another two or three years. The best time to capitalize on success is when you're having it. Yeah, which brings up what Rex brought up today. And it is a, an interesting little question. We're going to dive into it. You're going to be mad about it next. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.